0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the sons of legends it's your boy art dog here with your homeboy mj gunner oh
1: there's snow on the ground but it's time to put another episode down how's it going ladies and gentlemen it
0: is snow on the ground it is very cold up here in st louis Man, we got some kind
1: of freak freak snowstorm
0: or something yeah (laughs) over the last weekend but we still working yep it don't stop our hustle it don't (laughs) stop the hustle hey man we're going to be talking about Raw NXT and the NXT UK Tournament. Well, we're going to be talking about Raw SmackDown and the NXT UK turn. I mean, UK TakeOver.
1: TakeOver Special. Yeah, art. TakeOver Special. Couldn't even get it out. <laughs> You're excited. <laughs> you it know
0: was- what I'm saying? I am excited because we got our boy back on the line, Teddy the Champ. Teddy! Good What's morning, good? everybody. Somewhere you just woke up, and I'm going to be the
1: first one to say good morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It is going down, man. Uh, Raw was okay. It, it was, was pretty, pretty good. good. You I'm know not going to lie to you. I missed the Riot Squad. I think that's what they were missing this week. What? I missed them. I don't know where they were this week. You missed the Riot Squad. I missed the Riot Squad. I've been big enough to rise for a long time, and Matt done hopped on the train. Art, I I sit here right next to you and sing their praises every week. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh,
0: jump into what we're talking about first. uh,
1: John Cena started the show off this week. You know, yada yada. Actually,
0: the show started off with Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley fighting. Yep. Just, bang, I mean, it literally came on the air with everybody trying to break up a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it. What. What does it remind you of? Those
1: uh, attitude era days, with it kicking off like that. You no, know, it does. Yeah, you know, a little bit. You know, there's obviously some things that are different, but you know, there's some. Teddy, what you. what
0: you think about this uh, Bobby Lashley Seth Rollins situation?
2: I thought it was a great way to open the show. It beats a, a 10, 15-minute long-winded promo. Got you mm. interested right away. And with the World Seth has been on lately, I find it hard not to be interested in anything he does when he appears on my television screen.
0: Yep. No I think I think it kind of reminded me of the Attitude Era days because you never knew what was going to happen when the show started. And that's how they kind of keep you intrigued mm-hmm. at, to to keep watching the show. Is when you flip on to Raw and it starts off with people yelling and screaming and you don't really know what's going on. You're like, "What the hell is happening?" It, <laughs> yeah. it makes you want to keep watching. Yep.
2: Honestly, I thought it was Elias at first. It didn't even look like Seth at first.
0: <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I saw like, uh, f- like Fit Finley and, <laughs> and Jamie Noble, Jamie there. Noble, Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury was around yeah. there, and I'm like, "What the hell is
1: going on?" Yeah, We're- trying to break up to fights.
0: So it was it had me intrigued and then all of a sudden John Cena runs out. His mm-hmm. <laughs> music kicks off and he runs out and uh he starts saying, uh, you know, who's gonna fi- who's he gonna fight this time, who's gonna, you know
1: You know the drill, you know, Royal Rumble Cena uh seasons kicking off, John Cena insert some stuff in and uh, this song, he's actually staying you know, Drew McIntyre's turf. So, you know, he had some things to say to him. That's yeah, he- Drew, you know, gave him the same old song.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. You're a champion and you're decorated and blah, blah, blah. And I'm here to take you out. And John s- gave him that speech. Mm-hmm. What makes you so different? Yep. And Drew says, I'm just going to show you. And uh, then uh, how did they kick off the tag match?
1: A lot of people came out. Like I think people just flooded out. There was Finn Balor, and there was there Dean was Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, and Rollins, and Lashley. Yeah, everybody just started running out. And then we have a six man tag on our hands, which was pretty good. Was, I mean, it was
0: a good match. But if it, I guess I'm tired of seeing tag matches of people thrown together. It feels like the Teddy Long era. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, but this one made sense. I mean, can really put together a good sequence match by himself right now with as long as he's been out? I mean, the match he had on SmackDown was pretty solid, but I could see, see him and then he is trying to put people over, I guess. So it made sense, but I do see the tiredness on on the throwing
0: together of teams. It, it, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh, nevertheless, Rollins gets the pin on Ambrose with the curb stomp, mm-hmm. leading into their probably he's probably going to get his title shot. Well,
1: Tripp gave him his title shot. He did, shot. yeah. After he came out there and slaps Triple H's coffee out of his hands. (laughs) Hey, what you socializing while I'm having my matches? (laughs) He's (laughs) back to talking to Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, So uh, the next step we want to cover here was uh, Hulk Hogan's tribute to Mean Gene Okerlund. RIP Mean Gene. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers are with Mean Gene and his uh, family at this trying point. You know, it was a dark day when we uh, for the wrestling business when, when we lost Mean Gene a few weeks ago.
0: I mean, that's the first casualty of 2019 he for wrestling fans. Yeah, he was. was. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Hogan came out, you know, I mean, everybody knows I can't stand Hulk Hogan.
1: Not a very big but fan. But you gotta, either.
0: you know, you, him and Mean Gene kind of went together like milk and
1: cereal. Yeah, they did, you know, and yeah. I can't think of anybody better to give this tribute to him.
2: Yeah. I don't think I don't think it would have been a true tribute it had they had anybody other than Hogan do it. Anybody living, that is, yeah. other than Hogan, do it. I yeah. think it was very exactly. fitting, and you could tell the emotion was there for Hogan. It wasn't just
0: a spot. He felt mm-hmm. it. It was yeah. hard not to. He felt it. It made me feel it. Of course, yeah. I always say nobody does tributes like the WWE man. They always bring you know? a tear to your eye with those videos and
1: the songs that they yeah. pick. Yeah, and me, you, and you got his tribute mix. this week.
0: So, RIP Mean Gene, man. You know, great, great announcer.
1: Probably the the best of all time. I would not argue with you on that one. So, the next segment we want to talk about is, do we want to talk about how the revival keeps getting screwed over? We can. Like, this is some BS. (laughs) What do these referees got against them? I don't know. I'm (laughs) Daniel Bryan Yesing
2: over here. Yes, the revival needs... To stop getting the proverbial hoes. When are people going to realize this is the tag team? You want to model a tag team 10 years from now? You're going to model them after the revival. They do everything the tag teams
0: need to be doing. Yep. Whoa. Totally. And their matches are incredible. I yeah. got to gotta say, I know I give Bobby Roode mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chad Gable mm-hmm. a bunch of shit for being together, mm-hmm. but when they get in there with the revival, dog. It is just, those matches are crazy. Those matches are top notch.
1: They are. The I Revival it can it get good tag team matches out of just about anybody, I feel. Because they are the I'll epitome of what tag team should I'll be, go I think. On. Go ahead. I
2: will not compare them to the, to the New Day Uso matches anymore. New Day Uso is always put on classic matches. That's yep. all we're getting out of a rude Gable in the Revival.
0: I think that's my biggest problem. My biggest problem is they keep throwing these. Tag team these tag team matches together with like these main event guys like Cena, Rollins, Ambrose, McIntyre, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. When we got like real tag team wrestlers there, Mm -hmm. like the revival, that should be showcased. Yeah, they really should be showcased in tag matches, and they and they would have an incredible tag team division. They would, no doubt. Yeah, especially if they're putting on matches like they did Monday. And the revival, of course, uh there, there was a roll up pin and his foot was on the rope, actually under, under holding
1: cuffing it. Exactly. Cuffing the rope mm-hmm. and the ref still counted to three and they get screwed again. Like what do they gotta do? Do they need more than one referee out there to to the referee the revival matches? So what do you something? guys think this
0: their next title opportunity will be? Because of course everybody feels they deserve another one.
1: I'll, I uh, hope rumble. it's at the rumble, and I hope they get it. Like,
0: come uh, on! I do too. No,
1: do you hope that it's like a, a ladder match or a no DQ? Or uh, I hope it's just a regular match. That's just my opinion, you know. Uh, you know, let's just have you go match out with
2: there. as lumberjacks? Why not? <laughs> that way they can
0: all see it. Oh, that'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. That that'd be never seen, you yeah. know, where there's every referee out there, <laughs> everyone and, and actually it'll showcase all the referees and you'll start getting familiar with them. hmm right. like, like we used match. to. Like we knew all the referees yeah. in our day. Charles Robinson, Dick Tim Patrick. White, Nick Patrick. Tim White. Yeah, yep. we know. Teddy Long, we knew him. Yep. and now
1: the we don't know loose. who these guys who yeah. these people are. Yeah. All so right. um next segment uh we'll talk about the moment of bliss. Happy to see her again. I really am. Happy to see her. I <laughs> guess the rumors were not
0: true about her being cleared to wrestle.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Here she's cleared, and here she's not cleared. I don't understand. I don't know what's going on with that.
0: Well, I didn't I didn't too much care for I don't too much care for another talk show. Yeah. Um, I know she had Ronda on and as much as I love Ronda Rousey and everybody knows I love Ronda Rousey Mm -hmm. she is not a good person to interview (laughs) she is very stoic and just I don't know melancholy she looks sad or weird all the time Like when she starts she goes from being the happiest person to be there to being Stoic, just regular, just plain. Um, I don't know about it. I don't
1: know what it is about Rhonda, but I don't um, know. Art, I was enjoying her little speech she was giving about Sasha Banks this week. You know, I'm I sure you were. I was. You know, I thought that you know she was right on the money there. And of I'm course, sure you fucking here were. comes the freaking party pooper. Like somebody invited her out there, Nia Jax. Give me a break. You, but you hate Nia no, Jax. Not <laughs> You, you hate Nia
2: Jax.
1: Hmm? Go table. I
2: not Nia had her chance and she lost. Exactly. Lost, like this does not
1: concern you. Uh, I like Nia Jax. You lost. Like, Back of the line. You're uh, not the line. Back of the line.
0: That's true. Right. I like Nia Jax, but, uh, <laughs> Sasha has also lost a lot, too. Um, it's been more than a uh, year.
1: More than a year since she's had her last opportunity. Yeah, I
0: know that, but I'm saying she's lost a lot. Yeah, Charlotte Flair's lost a lot too. Yeah, that's Seven true. Times. That's true. And I'm always for Charlotte getting the belt again. Of
1: course you are. But anyway, yeah, at least Sasha and I having a match. You know, it was it was okay. It was a pretty good match. Well, Sasha wins, and it's Sasha and Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble. That ought to be good. I think so too. I'm I'm saying it now. I think this is gonna be Ronda's best match. I think so too. I think I so. think so too.
0: I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna topple Kurt and Stephanie because of the atmosphere. Yeah. Because you know, WrestleMania, everybody's hyped for that, and that was her debut when she exceeded expectations. But uh, Sasha is. What people call her the Shawn Michaels of the women's division. She could wrestle a fucking fly and make it
1: look awesome. And <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to that when You know, I'll get to, we'll get to really see what Ronda is made of. I think. Yeah. Yep. So um, this Braun Strowman Brock Lesnar thing. Good lord! I'm begging for fresh blood in the universal title division. Please, please. There is something really for you,
2: Drew McIntyre.
1: Anybody. We're we're waiting
0: on it. We're waiting on a Drew McIntyre push, but I mean, I think I mean, if they're gonna have someone take it off of Brock, who do you expect it to be? I would hope it'd be McIntyre. I think it'd be it, in as recent history shows, it's always somebody he's faced before.
1: Mm-hmm
0: always when he loses the belt to someone it's always someone he's faced before in the case with without the case of Eddie Guerrero yep but every other every other time he's lost any belt it's to somebody that's already beat him before Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know what I mean so if it's going to be somebody that he's faced before I would rather it be Braun Strowman Strowman's never beaten him before has he no I'm saying he's
1: faced before yeah yeah. Roman,
0: sure. Roman didn't beat him until SummerSlam. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd rather that. But this face to face shit was a,
1: a load of shit. Like, I don't understand <coughs> how uh, Strowman can stand there in that ring and say Brock Lesnar's afraid of him. How many times has Lesnar beaten this man over the last two, three years? <laughs> I think five, he like
2: he's four Roman or five. Reigns. That's
0: what he's done. <laughs> I yep. wish you Ted. He's acting like he's Roman Reigns. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's beating like he's Roman Reigns.
1: So, uh, what do you well, think about if this? to
2: take it off, I would like to see Braun get it. Like to see Braun take it off him at Royal Rumble. Just I don't want to see Brock headline another Mania. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, let it. Let it be Drew McIntyre and, and Braun Strowman. Let it be hell Mustafa Ali. Why not? Let him win a Royal Rumble and challenge AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan or whoever it may be. Uh,
0: I think the SmackDown side is good, but the the Brock Lesnar side, I I think I'd rather I'd rather Braun take it off of him. But I gotta say, Brock Lesnar does put on incredible matches when he shows up. When he, he when he shows
1: up at pay-per-views, his matches are great. When he cares, he pay-per-view. cares. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying though. You know, when he's working, I the think last, it's when the last match we saw was him and Daniel Bryan. I think it's when he's working with someone he likes. He'll go uh, all out. I think that my, honestly might be the. I think that honestly might be the case.
0: I guess I can see that. I I can see where you're coming from with that because when he's wrestling Triple H, he goes all out. Yeah. When he's wrestling Cena, he gets to go all out with him. And when he, he put Samoa Daniel... Joe over
1: hard. Yeah, he put like, Samoa hard, Joe over hard a couple hard. years ago.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he did, because Samoa Joe started off the match putting Brock through a table and waiting on him to get back in the ring. Right. Yeah, Yeah, the triple threat match with uh, Cena and Rollins was one of the craziest shits ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can could, I could see where you're coming from with that, because when he fought Braun Strowman at the, um, what was it? The Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. That match lasted all of, what, two minutes? Don't and he, he f 5 them like five times or something? I don't
1: think he likes Braun Strowman very much.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Braun's the next him. I don't know. Anyway, on to SmackDown? Sure. I, I love SmackDown right now.
1: Yeah. I'll the show kicked off with Daniel Bryan, like, tirading
0: at the fans.
1: Okay I, okay, I usually love these Daniel Bryan promos. I'm really loving these. I did not understand how all this tied into AJ Styles this week. I don't get it, you know, with the popcorn and the hot dog. He's saying and that we're cheering, soda. that
0: we love everything that's wrong for us. And AJ Styles is what's wrong for us. Oh. Everything we love, we love the concession stands, filling ourselves up with corn syrup, <laughs> as he
1: calls and the soda. plastic sauce. cups. Yeah, the plastic cups. <laughs> You, like I said, usually I'm I'm usually pretty spot on with understanding what he's saying. And the I'm only really thing
0: I didn't like about this segment was the the people that they chose out for him to throw the stuff on didn't say anything back. What are you supposed to say? Uh, push him or something. Do something right, to make hey, security. Didn't <laughs> stand up for your
2: food, man. Right. Something.
0: <laughs> you can't snatch a hot dog out, out, off of my out of my mouth. <laughs> And, and then get it thrown back at you. Yeah, throw it at me. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even say fuck you or nothing. Yeah, I
1: get that. I get that.
0: That, that was the only thing that I didn't like about this. And segment. You got a soda bath, but it oh. was another creative way to start off the show, other than just yeah. somebody in the ring, like last week on SmackDown. Yeah, I yeah. hate when they say that. Last mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. this happened. And we like, we were watching last week. We know. But not
1: everybody's watching.
0: We know what happened last week. Yeah. I just hate when people do that, when they go. Ladies and gentlemen, last week on SmackDown, such and such attacked me. Look at the video. I, I just hate it. So I'm loving the ways that they're starting the shows off now. Yeah. With fights and, you know, in the concession stands and all that stuff. That's that's cool to me.
1: Yeah, and the first match on SmackDown was a pretty cool tag team match. It was Mustafa Ali, Rey Mysterio, and uh, C.N. and Samoa Joe. That was a crazy match only because of the
0: couple of spots that we had with Rey Mysterio and uh, C.N. They, They go.
1: They do. They go. Like I think Rave proved to all his doubters that he never he lost it. He still got it. He still got it. He never lost it, really.
0: Yeah, he never lost it. And my God, we saw the Canadian Destroyer in WWE. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought?
1: That was awesome.
0: Who'd have thought?
1: That was amazing.
0: A headstand like pop-up Canadian Destroyer. That was the craziest. Yeah, Canadian that was Destroyer. the craziest way to go into it.
1: Yeah. And then the match ends and with CN actually getting a pinfall uh, over Ray Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. That is big for him. That's pretty big. Wow. That's like his idol. Yep.
0: When your idols become your rivals, baby. A la Meek uh, Mill. Yep. <laughs> hey,
1: Ted, yep. what do you think of this match? Do what? I said, what did you think I of this match?
2: A, I thought it was a great match. I'm, I'm definitely into, into Mustafa Ali being on the main roster. I think he's injecting some great lifeblood. The match itself, I was very entertained. Uh, very entertained. I thought they worked well together as a team. And that was that uh, that was that was pretty much the only way ending I could see happening without bringing Mustafa Ali down. And he he oh, couldn't take that pin then. I
0: did I would, want to point out that spot, though, where Mustafa Ali did the helo over the ropes mm-hmm. and, like, oh. impaled himself on Joe's head with his butt. <laughs>
1: His ass bone had to be broken. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was crazy. But um, and then we uh also want to talk about the Miz and Shane and what they got going on. Oh, good lord, you hate it, but I love I it. I can't stand it. The Miz fan of me would not allow this. Hey, Miz, when
0: hey, when when the Bar fought the Usos, we gotta bring that up because after. After uh, the Usos lost, mm. which Mandy Rose came out and uh, what
1: would she do to Jimmy? She she had the towel on and she was uh, making was it look like she uh, she left right. her wardrobe yeah. uh, in his, his locker room, room or something. Yeah,
0: and the bar takes advantage and pin him, and then the Miz comes out and challenges
1: him, and then catches a bro kick. <laughs>
0: But they get a tag title Uh, shot. They do.
1: And, you know, it's not just me not liking to see the Miz in this. It's just that SmackDown has a pretty stacked tag team division. And a lot of these tag teams are just sitting on the sidelines right now. Like, I think that that that, that spot could be better used for for someone like the Good Brothers or Sanity sanity, Or even the Shining uh, Stars at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, um as much as everybody loves Shane it's mm. kind of it's kind of taking up space to have him in the ring still pretty i think so too i, agree. But I like it i like the miz and shane little angle i want to see where it goes i think the miz is going to turn on shane and you don't think so i think they're
1: going to win That's- them tag titles unfortunately it's
0: very
2: uh, unfortunately I agree with you but something's going to happen because I see Shane and is at WrestleMania as, as
0: opponents.
1: That's that's a possibility I had not I had not considered.
0: That's very very interesting. I didn't even think of that angle. I was thinking more uh-huh. of uh it happening quicker, but uh-huh. that's that's interesting. Um I am so I was so excited. For Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte.
1: Oh man, that triple threat match was dope.
0: I was so excited for that match, and I gotta say Carmella is stepping her game
1: up. Like I stand beside I stand behind my support for her for Breakout Star of a Year very firmly. Like people love to give her hate on the internet, but she's doing her thing.
0: Carmella is crazy right now. Only thing that... I mean, she missed a couple of those kicks. Yeah. And that's kind of her only only move, so she need to get it on point. But she showed out, though. When no it, dance
1: break. Man, no
0: dance break this week. No dance she break. Definitely,
2: she definitely showed up. Mm-hmm.
0: She showed up and showed out. Charlotte always shows up and shows out. But, of course, the winner is Becky because that's what everybody wants. Uh, yep. <clears throat> Everybody's marking yep. out hard for Becky. Yep. I don't know what it is about the man, a woman calling herself the man. Is this persona. It's that red hair. It's <laughs> that red hair. That it could be the red, red hair,
1: Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Straight on. Yep. It could be the red hair.
0: Hey
1: man, let's jump
0: to the UK. All right. This yes. this was a really good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It started off with Mustache Mountain. What
1: better way to kick off the show? And the Grizzly Veterans, you know, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake. And that match was really good. Yeah, it's a good match. You know, I've uh, kind of uh, put my support behind Zach Gibson on the show before because I think he is one of the best workers down there. You know, he's one of the best heels anyway. That, that crowd that crowd loves, loves to give to, him shit. They do. They make all these chants about him. They take their shoes off and then they're standing up and they're sitting down because they hate him. It's, it's pretty funny. Which we'll get into on the topic.
0: Yeah. But, uh, um, uh, I I have to say that I've always seen Tyler Bate as a singles wrestler. I like him better by himself. He thinks, Gunner always says, it's because I don't like the fatter wrestler, I think that's the what out it of is. shape wrestler. I think
1: that is literally what it is. You don't like out of shape wrestlers. I, what do you
0: got against Trent Seven? I don't have anything against Trent Seven. He's just the one that's always getting beat up. Why Tyler most. Bate always
1: has these highlight moments? Did you see him pick up both guys for the airplane spin? Yeah, Art, I saw it. Both of
2: them.
1: Well, Art, somebody's got to be the Jeff. Somebody's got to be the Matt. Pretty much. Matt's been dominant in other in all these. But places. when they but when they were the Hardy Boys, yo, know, in their first run, Jeff was doing all the exciting things, and Matt was the you know the more grounded one. <laughs> like,
0: you so. Know, and I've always oh preferred God. Matt. I don't think nobody do that, was that one that got beat
2: up once Shawn Michaels came in and took over. I don't think. Every team's got one. I
1: don't think yeah. anybody's taking beatings like Trent Seven. And he keeps but he keeps back. kicking out. He does. And Trent Seven is easily the most charismatic member of that group. <laughs>
0: When they hit he that, is. when they hit that brain buster and that 450, I thought it was over.
1: Mm-hmm. And Trent Seven, boom, kicks, kicks out, out of everything. But he did not kick out of that finisher though. That is a doozy. Yeah, that tombstone yeah. Codebreaker breaker thing. Oh man, that, thing, that things, a things of beauty. It really is. Yeah, that's that that's crazy. Hey man. Ted, uh, how do you feel about this match and everything, you know, with the whole uh and uh the Grizzly veterans winning the NXT UK tag titles.
2: As much as I would love to have seen my fresh mountain pull that out, they no, Zach Gibson and and who was his tag team partner?
0: I think it's James Drake. Yeah, James I think that's his that name. James Drake. They
2: they put on a hell of a show. And I think, in the long run, they need to break down match of the year into tag team as well, because I would definitely put that up there as well. I mean, it was the
0: first I paper think that's in the UK, great idea. and they definitely
2: mm-hmm. set the tone for the whole show. I they, think... I mean, hard-hitting, great action. I, I could have asked for more in a tag team match, really. Yep.
0: Yep, I think I think you are absolutely right. They need to have tag team match of the year and then singles match of the year instead of just having match of the year, Mm -hmm. because tag team matches have been on match of the year all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes two and three of them. Yep.
1: Yep. All right. Next match was Jordan Devlin, and it was supposed to be Travis Banks, but you know Jordan took him out before the match started, and then Ah. we get Jordan Devlin and Finn Balor. How about that? All right. He looks good down there i think it's more you know the crowd reaction for him i mean they treat this guy like he's you know a hometown hero down there every time he not only that
0: he's facing guys that's his size
1: yeah i love that i mean i think this is one of the first times we actually towers over his opponents i think so like he was like he was literally that much bigger than jordan devlin and you know, Jordan Devlin, he's got a name for himself, you know. He came he was in the first UK tournament and you know, he you know, Finn Balor's my mentor, yada yada, and he loses, he comes back and he's this Irish badass now. You know, he apparently been on he went on a huge run over there in yeah, New I- Europe and everything and you know, he's doing his thing.
0: And I I like Finn Balor down there. I like the way the crowd reacts to him. I like his size difference to people. I like yeah. the way he sounds like them. He doesn't sound different. You know, mm-hmm. I I like him being down in the UK, in the NXT UK.
2: And I, it was it just me or did he seem to have a different type uh, of moveset? Like, you still saw the coup de and everything else, but he seemed to break out more. In UK than he does out here. Yeah, I, think, I like him in UK too. I think we get see a totally different side of Finn Balor if he if he went down to UK.
0: Yes, I th- I think like his aura was different. He was fighting on the outside a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, there was no no he didn't do any dive like the Hilo mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. Like he seemed like a.
1: Like a muscle person instead of a high flyer. Right. Basically, we're all saying that, you know, that it's like there's a different Finn Balor. I told you he'd fit better on no, 205. Don't touch me. It's like, <laughs> he wasn't even 205, dog. I told you. He's in the UK. But, yeah, I think that uh, that would be a better fit for him as well.
0: Yep, I think so. And
1: then there was that no DQ match. Yep, uh, Dave Bast- Mastiff, Mastiff, and uh, Eddie Dennis. Eddie Dennis. Was Dennis. His name. That was that a pretty was, good one. To me, the best match of the night. Damn,
0: really? To me,
2: I can agree. I could. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. I'd seen Eddie Dennis uh, one other time, and he was a beast. But I had no idea what he. Well, Dave Masters, that was just—oh
0: wow. my God, bro! He brought my move back, my swing around Fun Town.
1: Oh Lord, I'm not going. Oh.
0: That that damn uh—it's <laughs> like rock a, a swinging rock called. bottom. Oh my God! And when he caught this big ass 350-pound guy, <laughs> and his knees was like buckling, <laughs> and he.
1: Swing around Funtown right on the yeah. steps. Oh
0: my God, that was
1: crazy! Like Dave Bustin', yeah. he's a pretty big boy. You know, he's a pretty big, uh, you know, star down there. You know, he gets his fair share, and you know, he's pretty uh, good for a heavyweight. You know, he moves well. Yeah, he does. I mean, he he's um he's got like
0: size like Otis Dozovich, Mm-hmm. but he looks a little better with it, mm-hmm. and he moves well. He moves very well. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the cannonball could be that's, a finisher.
1: I mean, if you're 350 <laughs> pounds and rolling into that. someone, then that would be a pretty effective finisher, I think.
0: Yeah, it was. And that's how it ended, with him yeah.
1: cannonballing him through the table. Right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. That was that was probably the best match to me.
1: But... um uh, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Yep, yep, yep. It is Tony time. Art, I swear you say the word Kelly one. I'm once I'm leaving this <laughs>
0: studio. I'm I am not gonna call her Kelly Kelly two point oh.
1: You're off base. But anyway, yeah, it was a good match. You know, Tony. And Rhea. I am a Rhea Ripley fan.
0: Yeah, I, I already know. told you. You know, I love it's something about her. She has this it factor about her. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not like beauty. It's not. Size, like i don't know what it is about her but rhea ripley has an it factor i have picked her to win the may young classic i picked her and i picked uh mercedes martinez mm-hmm. i think they're i think rhea ripley has something about her that is a superstar
1: i like rhea ripley too, but everybody i
0: know that everybody's like everybody loves tony storm and if if she'd have lost this match, people would have started losing
1: faith in her. I don't think that's exactly true. You I know? think so. I think you know you could watch people kind of chase the title more. You know that's that's sometimes more exciting for people to watch. You know, watch them chase it, and then once they finally, and then you know when they get it, they kind of change. But see, Tony Storm was losing fair and square. She wasn't getting screwed over. Yeah.
0: So I believe if she would have lost this match again, fair and square to Rhea Ripley, people would have started losing faith in her. It's not like a Daniel Bryan situation where she gets RKO'd out of nowhere, pedigreed out of nowhere, or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're steady telling her she's terrible. Mm -hmm. She's actually like, I mean, but she's a good wrestler. I got to say she has a great German suplex.
1: Yep. That is pretty good German. Uh, Hey, Ted, what did you think of this match?
2: Well, let me ask you first of all, are you a Pete Dunn fan? Love, yeah, Pete Dunn.
1: love Pete
0: Dunn.
2: That's why you like Rhea Ripley, because I believe that is a legitimate sister Pete Dunn. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was a great match. I like Tony Storm. I like Rhea Ripley. I just don't see why you're going to put the belt on Rhea Ripley when all you're ultimately going to do is give it to Tony Storm. Anyway, I thought Tony Storm should have been the first champion as it is.
1: Me too. like
2: to see more out of these two. I think they can have a great feud together. Um,. Definitely a good, a good, a good spot for the for the females to show up as a co main
0: event. Yep, mm-hmm. I also pointed that out too. That I'm I am glad to see that the women are getting so many opportunities because they, they are the putting on great this matches, week. great shows. Man, they have great rivalries. Considering the fact that Becky and Asuka, I mean the trip, the women's triple threat was the main event, and the show ended with oh. best, Becky and Oscar, mm-hmm. uh, Rhea Ripley, yeah. and and um. Tony Storm co-main eventing. Yep. They're just, I'm waiting on them to get the main event spot at like WrestleMania or something because it's bound to happen.
1: Yeah, it'll probably happen eventually. Right, uh on this to the or main... next year?
0: Hmm? It could
2: happen this year or next year. I could
1: see it. It could. It's possible. It could. It's
0: very possible. But, uh. On yeah. to the main event. Pete yeah. Dunne and Joe, Joe Coffee. Coffee. Uh, now, this is a was, pretty good uh, I run, was I not thought. really familiar with Gallus.
1: That much. Them boys, them boys, been running things down there in that NXT, in the NXT UK division for a while now. You know, the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang yeah. are like this fearsome trio, and they really have been going. You know, through people. If if it had been the Coffees, you yeah. know, in this tag team tournament thing, I think they would have won it. You know, yeah. he, if he if he wasn't already preoccupied, Joe Coffee.
0: But yeah. But Joe Coffee got the main event spot with Pete Dunne, and he. Took Mm -hmm. it to Pete, man. He almost killed him. (laughs) (laughs) He almost killed him. I don't know. I think they were trying to do this bitter end thing off the top rope, and he fell the first time, and then they went up for it again, and then he pulls Pete Dunn off the top rope to fall the second time.
1: Yeah, they both fell that time. Anyway, yeah, I thought it was a good match, though. You know, it was a really good one. I love Pete Dunn matches, but I do got to point out that spot where he powerbombed Pete Dunn off the top rope. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Joe Coffey's a pretty uh, a pretty different breed of rest- a wrestler. Right. Yeah, he's
0: uh he's strong. I got to say that, man. He's not that agile, but he's strong.
1: I mean, he's pretty agile for a big guy, you know, when he hits that uh that rebound lariat That's Yeah, I love that move. He does it different
0: from Luke Harper. Luke Harper yeah. looks long right. and like he can hit you from way across the ring. Joe Coffey kind of bounces off the rope right. and spins fast.
1: Disc is Larry. That's what yeah. that move is called. He, yeah. he calls it the the best for the bells. Yeah, yeah. did you learn that from Nigel McGinnis? Yeah, he Nigel McGinnis this week? kept calling it.
0: <laughs> and, yep. it's, and, and that's a crazy move. And he hit it a couple times. Yep. And Pete Dunne hit the bitter end like three times. Yep and it Ow. ends with him uh snapping the fingers and bending them and Joe Coffee taps out.
1: So what du did he th- retains and then it happened. It happened out comes Walter. And you know I did some research on this guy. You know, I saw him, yeah, I watched a couple of his matches on YouTube. He is the hype. He's the, the exact type that they said he was because as you notice at the uh, NXT UK crowd, they kind of lost their minds when yeah, he came out there. they started singing
0: the song. He's a
1: pretty big star over there with good reason. Dude's a beast.
0: And uh, you know? uh, Nigel McGinnis just yells out, it's
1: him! <laughs> Dude's a beast. He's been running things over there for a while, I hear. Hey, Ted, what did you think of this match and everything? You know, with Walter and whatnot.
2: The match was intense. I love the back and forth of it. The finger the, snapping at the end, like I, he did that during the match, and that didn't end the match. So that kind of did make a lot of sense how that was. And still like the match, but Walter, wow. Wow. Um, I, I don't even know what else to say about him right now because I haven't seen anything on him, but just. Wow. His presence. He seems to command a lot of
1: respect from That's all I can say. Yeah, his his presence is overwhelming. Dude is huge, yeah. dude is agile, dude is pretty strong and he pretty and he moves, you know, pretty well for a big guy, you know? I'm gonna end up watching a couple things to see what the hype
0: is all about 'cause I gotta cause the way the crowd reacted to him made me very curious.
1: <laughs> He's gonna make a big impact over there. Big time.
0: And I and from from what it looks like it seems like that's the guy, because I couldn't see anybody taking this belt off of Pete Dunn if he didn't fight Tyler Bate again.
1: Mm-hmm. I've got a couple um, of uh, friends that live over there in the UK, and, you know, they're pretty high on him. And, you know, one has uh, picked him to take the belt off of Pete Dunn.
0: It seems like it. His presence is, is very... Commanding. Yes, very mm-hmm. commanding. And he didn't say a word. He kicked Joe Coffey right back out of the ring.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Joe Coffey tried to get back in, and he catches the big boot.
0: And he just looked at looked at Pete Dunn like, you know, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And it was it was that was a great way to end the show. It was, it was. The crowd was, was. crazy for him. Yeah, they liked that guy over there. And I've never even seen him. Yeah. So, uh, you ready to get into that, the legend topic? That kind of. St- you know, segues oh, into the know. legends topic about the crowd. The crowd. We we're gonna. The topic today is gonna be crowd participation. Does it make the match better? Does it make matches worse? Is the crowd too annoying? Too demanding? Um It's different in each culture. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because in Japan, they kind of just you know sit there. They they're quietly watching the matches. When something really good happens they just kind of clap for it like a golf clap or whatever Mm -hmm. uh in the UK they got all these crazy chants that they break into they break into songs and stuff Mm -hmm. and start you know then over here we're kind of bloodthirsty and we Mm -hmm. want all the tables ladders and chairs and this is awesome all the time
1: well, I think that the crowd does have a huge impact on, you know, what's going on. You know, a hot crowd can make, I think, wrestlers, you know, go all out. You know, I from what I hear, wrestlers like excited crowds and when people are there and they're going crazy and everything. But, uh, at the same time, though, there's a fine line between being a hype crowd and being an a- annoying crowd. Or disrespectful. Exactly. And, those are, and that's uh, what I feel is whenever things are kind of, people are kind of trying to pull themselves away from what's happening in the ring. You know, with the beach balls or the, the chant. Uh, the I mean, not the chant. The, the countdown the clock. The countdown clock. You know, things, you know, where they're uh, pretty much trying to make themselves the star of the show.
0: Yeah, a lot of people do that. I mean, you come dressed up, on, you come dressed up as wrestlers and stuff like that, hoping to be caught on camera.
1: Okay, that's one thing. I don't find I don't find any issues with that, right? Right.
0: But there's a, there's other things like when fans jump over the guardrail and slide yeah. in the ring. Because they used to happen a lot. Yeah. We've seen a lot of fans get beat up <laughs> running like, into the ring. And then they get their just desserts. Like the most recent one I can remember was when that we didn't know who was the third member of the Shield. And that guy mm-hmm. jumps the guardrail in the Shield attire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what the hell was that all about? right but then there's there's times where crowds can make a mediocre match seem incredible mm-hmm. incredible wow. like i mean when walter showed up i didn't know who this guy was i was just, i was clueless you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying but the way the crowd reacted to him made me be like who the hell is this guy
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's one of those things where you don't I mean, it's a quid pro quo. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Pretty. Much. You know what I mean? Because the UK, the UK crowds make shit seem excellent.
1: Not gonna lie to you, I do prefer those UK crowds to the crowds I see over but here. But then the US. again, those NXT crowds are crazy, dude. I mean, I understand that, but I do like the UK crowds the most because you know they're so energetic, and they're so enthusiastic, and they have all these creative chants, and they're rhyming things, and, you know, I think that they're the perfect mix of respectful and insane. You know, I think that's a mix we, we kind of need to find over here, because they haven't mastered over there. Because there are places like Chicago, Oh, don't where start they do <laughs> CM punk chant you to death. Don't start, Arch, you trying to, you, he's... I'm not. He is. He's trying to get people mad
0: at us for some reason. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to get anybody mad. I'm just saying that... There, like you said, there's a fine line between being respectful and being rowdy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: ECW crowds used to get rowdy. Okay, yeah, I remember them ECW crowds. Those guys got pretty insane. Insane. (laughs) Like, when you lived through that era, you knew certain people and all.
0: Like, we didn't go to, we couldn't go to Philadelphia to go, to the Hammerstein Ballroom to go to a show. But we knew Straw Hat Guy was going to be there. You know, we knew the guy in the Straw Hat and the overalls. He was in the same seat every week. You know what I mean? And
2: the guy with the dark hair and the dark glasses.
0: Yeah, the mm. metal guy.
2: We knew that the the, the metal
0: guy was going to be there. You knew that somebody was going to bring weapons for them to use. You know what I mean? You knew Sandman was going to pour beer in someone's mouth. Uh, man, that would have yeah. been awesome. Let's get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's and that's like rowdy, rowdy crowd. Right, but at the same
1: time, they were but pretty they respectful.
0: were no, they were ready to start a riot when the Dudleys came out.
1: Yeah, they yeah the Dudleys uh, didn't like the Dudleys very much. <laughs> when
0: the Dudleys came out, it was all bets off. Like those little guardrails wasn't holding nothing. I mean, but they can make stars down there. The crowd could. You remember Mikey Ripwreck? Yeah, they did. They did. Okay. The crowd loved him, yeah. and they made him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it still happens today because Bailey wasn't as impressive, but the crowd made Bailey mm-hmm. what she was. She was an average girl turned superstar, and that NXT crowd couldn't get enough of her. You know what I'm saying? So there's a no, difference. See, Go no, ahead. That's Ted. how I feel
2: about Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho was good in WCW, but he
0: wasn't a superstar. Huge.
2: He wasn't he wasn't getting that huge pop when he came out against the rock, to this day that's still one of the loudest pops I have ever heard in my life. That crowd made him that night. Yeah, they did. Before he even opened his mouth. That crowd made him that
1: <laughs> night. Hey Ted, what do you think and about you, this
0: subject? And you gotta everything? think and you gotta think back then, it wasn't any internet or anything like that. It was just tape traders. It no. was just guys recording VHS tapes, right. trading it to each other. Sending them to each other and stuff like that. That's how I used to watch a lot of the pay per views. I couldn't afford to watch the pay per views, so I, right. my friends that could, I'd get the tape from them and watch it on a VHS. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and Jericho. No doubt, so they would record it. Yeah, Jericho made himself <laughs> like a star. To me, like when when he was cruiserweight champ, people were big on him. And The company just wouldn't ride with him, they didn't. The company just didn't see him as a star. WCW never saw him as a star, mm-hmm. but yep. he was saying everybody's name wrong.
1: <laughs> I mean, Chris Jericho was, yeah, Tony Schiavone was basically you know, he was one of them guys that wasn't supposed to make it, like, he didn't really have the machine behind him in, in uh-huh. WCW, even though he was. Pretty much a dream person to work with. I mean, he was entertaining. He was athletic in the ring. He's... And he's a he's a ring genius because he's very safe. He is. He had it all yeah. in WCW. And I feel it they let him slip through their fingers. But the crowd wouldn't allow that. Like, us, us fans would not allow that. So when he stepped
0: out on that stage against The Rock, they went crazy for him. That countdown <laughs> clock lasted <laughs> for, like, months. Mm-hmm and we didn't know what it was going to lead to. What the countdown clock was going to lead to. I remember people adding it up trying to see figure out when it was going to end. <laughs> yeah. And all that stuff. Like the fans can be we can be very supportive of certain wrestlers, but we can also kill certain wrestlers too momentum and stuff like that. Like we've killed and we've put over shitty people like Goldberg. Yep. <laughs> Like, a complete fucking joke. The oddities, a complete joke. Public Enemy, to me, were terrible in the ring. And people just loved to wave.
1: It's because they were, they were entertaining. They were entertainers. That was what Fandango. they were Fandango. Okay. People did that stupid song for months. Entertaining. You know that's another thing, you know it's not always all about the wrestling that's right? how we end up with the no way Joses
0: entertaining. it's not entertaining, it's stupid. says you art how long did did Adam Rose last? He was
1: pretty big for a little while he was a he was a good wrestler too mm-hmm. that's the thing, but he's a joke. I think Daniel Bryan says it's the best fickle fickle.
0: Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess Daniel Bryan pegged the nail on the head with that one because there's certain places like there's certain places you can go where you know that it's gonna be popping. Mm-hmm. You know that when they go <coughs> to places like New Orleans, New Madison Square Garden, the Staples Houston. Center, mm-hmm.
1: you know it's gonna be hype. Yeah. Hey Ted, uh, you got any thoughts about this legends topic?
2: I think it's a good topic, and I, I I would I love the energy like you said of the UK crowd. I would love to understand what they were chanting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you're entertaining. I give, I give the best crowds to, to NXT right now. Um, they get behind everybody. It's not just you know everybody's all on Aleister Black. No, they're on there. They're there for everybody. Their chants go with the match. You know, you don't really have any too many disrespectful chants. They, they they appreciate the product, I think. In the main shows, I think some crowds just trying to get on TV. You know, they just want to be heard. But there are certain places, like I say, MSG, New Orleans, Chicago, Houston. That yeah. I, I watch for those. I watch for those crowds. You can expect something entertaining out of those crowds, mm-hmm. and let them have their beach balls. Damn it.
0: yeah the the beach ball thing i don't i mean i agree Ah. but i disagree
1: yeah and uh let's not forget you know the the japanese crowds are pretty uh pretty cool too you know because uh they're very but there's a
0: line between being respectful and being like i mean because don't as a wrestler, don't you want the amped
1: crowd, the the rowdy? I guess it's just what you prefer, you know, cuz they are cuz they do that out of respect for you and for what you're doing, you know? They're sitting there and they're going to watch you, you know? Yeah. Some re- some wrestlers, some wrestlers prefer that kind of crowd and you know they throw the streamers. You remember the streamers? Yeah, they throw those. Yeah, cuz Ring of Honor crowds are crazy too. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of adapted uh, that gimmick. That's well, how that they up, know up?
2: they're doing a good job too. You've got a crowd that's totally into it. You know, oh my God, everybody's on their feet, and you can see that. You know, that that's what they feed off of too. That's that extra inning they go at the end of a match when they know that, that they're spent, but their crowd is so into it, they have to deliver that end.
0: And and you you want that, man. You want to mm. go there and you want to enjoy the product and <laughs> remember. Well, we have we have a company down here. Well, that we used to go to MMWA. <laughs> yeah, and um.
1: We went to that first show and it was like the craziest thing we've ever been to. I think it's because we've never been to one, you know, where we were so close to the action and, you know, we could see them and we were banging on tables and we were yelling at the top of our lungs. You know, it was pretty insane that night. None of us had voices the next morning. None of us had voices the (laughs) next day
0: because we, we just, it was, it was crazy down there Yeah, and we went a bunch more times, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like it, it was cool sometimes, and it wasn't at other times. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's the matches that they put on also because that could play a part in it. But you can be annoying because Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins was putting on a classic,
1: and, and nobody they were counting cares. down the clock. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, this
2: is boring is what they got. It yeah. that, that was a disrespectful crowd that... that you don't want to see, especially
0: with a match like that going on. Yeah, that match was crazy. It was the Iron Man match and they're more concerned with counting down the clock and then they take the clock on the, off the screen so the crowd could watch and they're being disrespectful saying, bring back the clock. This is boring, bring back the clock. And that was the main event of the show. Right. And one of the, one of the uh, few times at the Intercontinental Championship was the main event. Mm-hmm. And they give the crowd what they want and they're still being disrespectful about it. Then Brian said it the best. Let go. Most definitely. I guess that's kind of what it is. I mean you can I guess it's where all and where you go. Right. And and who's into it. Because mm-hmm. There's been shows where I felt falling asleep, but woke up and shit was happening, and I was like amped all over again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember you at them shows falling asleep and stuff (laughs) because (laughs) certain
0: shit be boring. So uh, you gotta, it's it's all in the product that they give us and the response that we give. We can be respectful, but they gotta give us what we want to see.
1: And you know, I I think it's uh basically I've been touching on this, you know, with the whole fickle thing, like. How exactly are they supposed to know what we want to see if that changes every month or so? You know, that's probably why they don't take advice from us very often. Yeah, we do. Because if they took what we said into consideration all the time, mm-hmm. then we'd have a different champion every month. Right. I'm not saying they don't listen. I'm saying, you know, they 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 hear us and then, you know, they take the good ideas and you know, they and kind of toss push, the bad pretty much. <laughs> which what they have to do yeah and but can... you, but you also like i've
0: never seen a moment where there's where there's been a disrespectful crowd for a tribute ever and i want that to stay, at least stay there that means humanity is still intact
1: yeah you know uh there's
0: they've never booed anyone that's died
1: the, yeah wow. you know that that'd be beyond monster
0: yes so please, I hope no one ever, ever does that because we still love that.
1: That would be and pretty... a
0: tribute to the troops. You know, they they go ham. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything that that they do for us, we take in good good response. You know what I'm saying? So, anything you want to say before we go, Teddy? I agree, hundred percent. You know, as long as everything is
2: is copacetic. Keep it
0: going. I mean, let the crowds be the crowds. Oh, we're going to be watching. So, uh, Um, Teddy, tell the people where to reach you, bro. Oh,
2: I have uh, joined the modern era and gotten on that Instagram. You can find me there. (laughs) Or I am Teddy Duchamp on Facebook.
0: Give them that one more time.
2: Uh, Nancy Smurf on Instagram. I've joined the Modern Ranks or Teddy
1: D. Champ on Facebook. Uh, MJ, tell them where to reach you. Uh, Matt Lindsay Facebook. Matthew Lindsay 677 on Instagram. And I actually did get a Twitter, but I cannot remember the, past, the, the thing right now. I can't.
0: <laughs> That's why you gotta keep it simple yeah, or something on. funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm simple. Smurf. A-R-T-D-A-W-G. Art Dog 1 on Instagram. ArtDog3 on Twitter. And Arthur Quinn on Facebook. You already know what it is. Thank y'all for listening to the Sons of Legends, man. We'll holla at y'all on the next episode. So long.